The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Good morning, White Sox fans. I'm Jim Margulis, and this is your White Sox wake-up call for May 2nd, 2022. For eight innings on Sunday afternoon, the White Sox made Michael Lorenzen look like Greg Maddox right down to the threat of a shutout with fewer than 100 pitches. The White Sox trailed 6-0 entering the final inning thanks to more poor control from Dallas Keuchel and a characteristically wobbly defensive effort. Whether they remembered they were facing an unremarkable right-handed pitcher a fourth time through, or they just stopped swinging at every other first pitch, the White Sox finally figured out how to string together hits, and they almost didn't stop. Not only did the White Sox chase Lorenzen in the ninth inning, but they even prevented closer Rizal Iglesias from finishing the game himself. Six hits, a walk, and a hit batter later, the White Sox trailed 6-5 with the bases loaded, two outs, and former teammate Ryan Tapera in to face Gavin Sheets. Alas, Tapera did what Iglesias couldn't, inducing a weak grounder to first from Sheets for the 27th out. In the end, a loss is a loss. The White Sox have now dropped 11 of 13. They haven't strung together wins since April 15th and 16th, and now they're four and a half games behind Minnesota. The White Sox trailed from the first inning on as Keuchel gave up a solo shot to Mike Trout, along with three other runs over five innings. He didn't receive a perfect defensive effort. A bobble spoiled a potential double play ball, and Josh Harrison had to settle for one out here. A.J. Pollock couldn't flag down a fly ball in the warning track there. But Keuchel also issued five walks over five innings, four of them unintentional. He threw just 40 of 79 pitches for strikes, and that dug him a lot of holes. He did manage to throw a six-pitch fifth inning after four was a slog, so that was a little bit of a moral victory. But the other White Sox relievers followed his lead, as Ryan Burr, Jose Ruiz, and Tanner Banks combined to walk four batters over three and a third. Banks also gave up the first two runs of his major league career, although only one should be earned as Harrison let a short hop clank off his shin for an RBI double with two outs in the top of the ninth inning. That non-error error turned out to be more costly than anybody imagined because that's how the decisive run scored. Meanwhile, the White Sox were almost shut out by Lorenzen, who scattered six hits over eight innings before the Sox offense came alive for six hits in the ninth inning alone. Outside of Sheets and Tim Anderson, the at-bats were pretty much short-lived up and down the lineup, and even Sheets came away from the game scarred. While he went two for four at the walk, he stranded five runners in his two unsuccessful at-bats, including a double play. One weird side note, first base umpire Sean Barber had a horrible game, as he had four calls overturned at his base. The hope is that the White Sox are able to carry some of that ninth-inning momentum into this afternoon's strange Monday finale, with Dylan C. scheduled to start against Patrick Sandoval. 
It's a great matchup on paper in one respect, with Cease having some Cy Young heat, while Sandoval is a left-handed up-and-down type who is experiencing the first success of his major league career. On the other hand, Sandoval hasn't allowed an earned run in three starts covering 15 innings this year, so nothing can be assumed. First pitch is at 1.10 p.m. Central on NBC Sports Chicago. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Down on the farm, the Charlotte Knights salvage a split in their six-game series with the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, winning 5-4 in a Mike Adolfo walk-off single. The Knights had great news on the rehab front as well. Yohan Makata played the whole game at DH, going 2-for-4 with a 437-foot homer, while Joe Kelly pitched his first inning of the season. Kelly posted a scoreless 7th, striking out one while working around a hit-by-pitch. Birmingham routed the Rocket City Trash Pandas 12-4, with Lennon Sosa setting the tone at the top of the lineup. He hit his third homer of the season and drew two walks, carrying his strong April into the fresh month. Yolki Cespedes couldn't get in on the fun, going over 5 with the strikeout, while Jose Rodriguez went 1-5 for five with the stolen base. The Winston-Salem Dash had a quiet end to their series in Asheville, losing to the Taurus 3-2. Oscar Klaas missed his third straight game, and Brian Ramos saw his hitting streak end at 15 games. On the bright side, Luis Mieses went 3-4 for four with two doubles. The Kannapolis Cannonballers exploded for two big crooked numbers in a 9-5 victory over Fayetteville. Wes Kath hit his first homer of the season and drew two walks, part of a Kannapolis offense that earned 10 free bases on seven walks and three hit-by-pitches. Colson Montgomery is once again out of the lineup, so he missed the whole series. All the affiliates are off on Monday as usual. When play resumes on Tuesday, the Knights will be in Georgia playing Gwinnett, while Birmingham heads to Biloxi, Winston-Salem travels to Rome, Georgia, and Kannapolis hosts down east. Perhaps we'll get updates on Colossus and Montgomery after the off day. Around the league, the Twins beat the Rays 9-3 to expand their lead in the AL Central, while the Guardians completed a sweep of the Athletics in Oakland to remain three games back and one and a half ahead of the White Sox. The Royals remain a mess after losing to the Yankees 6-4, who have won nine in a row, but they'll at least get a look at top prospect MJ Melendez, who is replacing backup catcher Cam Gallagher on the roster due to a hamstring strain. The Tigers remain in last place by a half game after getting doubled up by the Dodgers 6-3. Elsewhere in baseball, the Reds fell behind 9-0 to Colorado after two innings en route to a 10-1 loss at Coors Field, so Cincinnati dropped to a league-worst 3-19. The Mariners snapped a four-game losing streak thanks in part to Julio Rodriguez's first career homer, and the Mets improved their record to a National League best 16-7 with a 10-6 win over the Phillies on Sunday Night Baseball. 
As for the Cubs, who are next up on the White Sox schedule after this Angels series, they snapped a three-game losing streak by shutting out Milwaukee 2-0 as Marcus Stroman outdueled Corbin Burns. That'll do it for this edition of the White Sox Wake Up Call. Visit SoxMachine.com to talk about the action over the weekend, including a great write-up of Charlotte's eventful weekend by Jeff Cohen on Future Sox. Also, a reminder that rosters dropped from 28 to 26 today, so we'll be talking about which two players the White Sox decided to option to AAA later in the morning. After the Sox and Angels wrap up their series today, Josh and I will be back recording a full and proper Sox Machine podcast for Tuesday morning. If you're a member of the three war tier or above, remember to submit your PO Sox questions. Speaking of tiers, if you like what we do, you can support us at patreon.com slash socksmachine, where you can get an ad-free version of the site and show, and bonus content on both, for as little as $2 a month. If you're new to the Socks Machine podcast, you can subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found. Thanks for listening to the Socks Machine podcast. For socksmachine.com, I'm Jim Margulis. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.